0: These are the KC Tapes. You, man, and Favaz explore the backstories and interviews heard on KC, the longest-running rock station in the country.
1: It's the KC Tapes podcast. John lit along with... Favaz. Hi, John. Hi. This is an interview that Favaz did with uh, former St. Louis Ram quarterback, Super Bowl champion Kurt Warner back in... 06. 06. He's a Hall of
0: Famer now, too.
1: And a Hall of Famer, yeah. Man,
0: what a quarterback, what a career he had. So by the time I interviewed him in 06, and this was – he was calling in because of his – the Coats for Kids or Warner's warm-up, whatever it is. Um, You know, he was uh, already traded to Arizona, I think. Uh, Yeah. So um, he was already out there, but uh, we could never forget what he did back in – you know, the season of 1999 and the Super Bowl of 2000. And then he lost to Tom Brady, who just retired uh, the following year in the Super Bowl. I mean, he was a great, great quarterback yeah, for sure. Yeah,
1: I think there were, it was a year in between Yeah, uh, before when, before they went to the second one. It was the yeah. year that they didn't make it to the, play, uh, to the Super Bowl. And then, of course, he took the Arizona Cardinals to their first Super Bowl ever right. in the history of the franchise. And they lost a – what a crazy, wild game that was. That I, was one of the great games, too. I don't remember it. I don't. Wow. Yeah. 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 They had the lead at near the end, and it was uh, uh, wasn't it uh, wasn't it um, uh, Peyton Manning's uh, Denver Broncos that ended up beating them. I don't. I don't. I have no idea. Have to double check it. I don't know. Check uh, while 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 we go on here. All right. So, Kurt Warner. Yes. You want to check while I write? Oh, I'll check. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Okay. All right. So, um, yeah, we'll. We'll all have fine memories of uh, Kurt, you know, doing what he did for a long time here in St. Louis. But it seems like the rest of the league, the rest of the country, eh, just another Super Bowl or just another, just another season of, uh, you know, a team going to the Super Bowl and winning the Super Bowl. But it was far more than any of that. If Kurt Warner would have done what he did here in St. Louis in New York— or one of the major markets, especially New York, he would be the new Joe Namath in this country. I mean, Joe Namath is still a superstar because of what he did in the Super Bowl against the Baltimore Colts right? back in, uh, you know, whatever that was, 68, 69, 70, uh, probably like 70, I think it was, when he predicted that he would win. Arizona Cardinals,
0: here we go. Pittsburgh Steelers, February of 2009. Yeah, the
1: Steelers, that's Steelers. right. Steelers. So that it was ben Roethlisberger. ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger, yeah. Yeah, yeah cool. that, was a, that was a great game. 27-23. 27-23, yeah. yeah. All three of the Super Bowls that he was in were very close yeah. scoring games and interesting and yeah. exciting games. Good guy, too. Absolutely. So let's uh, see what we got here with Kurt.
0: And uh, Kurt, how are you?
2: I am doing very, very well.
0: And uh, you're out in uh, Phoenix today, I'm assuming?
2: I am, out in uh, sunny Phoenix.
0: So, before we get to the uh, Warner's winter or warm-up winter coat drive, Kurt, what, what do you do for the folks out in Phoenix? Give them swimming pools or what?
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're actually still trying to figure out what we can do. We want to try to... Yeah, I mean,
1: what do you do? Yeah. They other than, can't give them coats. No, other than food. Yeah. To the homeless.
2: Yeah. To do the same sort of thing where we uh, ask people to come out and support and to meet a particular need, but... Uh, you know, we've been uh, we've been a little hard pressed to find what that uh, what that item is up to this point. So we're continuing to search and try to figure out what uh, what there is out there that uh, that would be easy for people to to get a hold of or may have. Uh, you know, how about how
1: about a light wrap? Because it does get chilly in the evenings. He makes there. it sound like they have everything there.
2: <laughs> Some gently used ones to. Uh, Particular cause, but uh, we have not come up with anything quite yet. <laughs> All right, so the
0: uh, the Warner's Warm Up Winter Coat Drive has been uh, going on for the past five years. And Kurt, uh, who, whose idea was this? Was it yours or your wife, or, or what?
2: Um, you know, I actually think it was uh, well, was my wife's idea initially. That uh, you know, she just thought about it, and with some of the other charity events that we do, uh, you know, we came to realize that there was a, a huge need out there. And then as we researched it more. Uh, we found out, uh, you know, how astronomical the need really is. And we thought, you know, what a great way to, uh, you know, to get people involved because it's something that everybody has, uh, you know, everybody uses. A lot of people obviously grow out of them in a short period of time. So this was a way to, uh, you know, to solicit uh, people for something that they already had or something they go mm-hmm. out to to buy. A bunch of
1: them there have, have snotty, snotty sleeves on them Yeah, kids what if you have something. snot or boogers on your, on your, your sleeves? Yeah. He, 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 you should have asked him that, oh uh, Gosh, yeah. good interviewer would have, John.
2: <laughs> Every year, and, uh, you know, something that's definitely needed, and I think they could associate with it very easily. And uh, and we've had, you know, continuous support for all six years, and it's uh, it's been tremendous.
0: Now, last year you got about 10,000 coats, and uh, the drive has already started. started yesterday. It will go through December 3rd. Uh, people can uh, donate on both sides of the river gently used winter coats as well. I think that. they still do it. I think this uh, i think they do they do yeah i don't know if his name is is his name still associated with it i think so i don't
2: know uh-huh. but
0: anyway they call them
2: exactly he, he, either new or gently used uh, you know something that's in good condition that would be great to, to give somebody and they could get you know good use out of it so so yeah.
0: he's not, he's not looking for snot covered no you know sleeves he didn't say
1: snotless but that's what he meant <laughs>
0: throughout the winter and you can donate these coats at participating police stations credit union branches fedex kinko's locations and custom cuts and you can uh check out Kinko's still in business Kinkos, I think they are. Really, yeah. Mm. Out the complete list
1: of drop-off locations at. I know FedEx is because I bought their stock when it was three hundred and twenty dollars <laughs> yeah, a share.
0: complain it's about It's down it every to two fifty. Yeah, every yeah, day. Yeah. I got to yeah. hear it. dot org. You have your own website. That's nice.
2: <laughs> exactly. You know <laughs> telling about all the things that uh, we're doing in the foundation, but like you said, directly related to uh, the drop-off locations, we're up to over two hundred drop-off locations because of uh you know all the great organizations you just mentioned and. Uh, that Amerizek Moving Companies do a great job of picking them up at all the different sites. Right. And Operation Food Search distributes them to uh, to the people who are in need. And as you mentioned, we've got somewhere upwards of 10,000 coats every year, which seems uh, like a tremendous number. But what we've come to find out is that every year the, the need is, is easier than that. So uh, anything anybody can do, uh, you know, there's also organizations that, you know, go internally and, and have their own code drive and then get them to us. So anything that uh, anybody can do, uh, we encourage them to get involved because it really does make a huge difference.
0: All right, we're talking to Kurt Warner. And, uh, Kurt, i got to tell you. Get t- to the football stuff. Come on, come, come on. on. I think we are right now. All right. Uh, we can talk a little football now. Yeah, uh, here we go. Here I, here know, here I know you're, you're in a tough situation with Arizona. You, you guys have a poor record. The Rams are are listless now. I, I tell you, looking back on those So days- this
1: interview was before they went to the Super Bowl. This was way after. Oh, way after. Way after.
0: Days, brother, that that was truly a magical time with you, and and how that whole cast came together.
2: You're exactly right. I think the more you get removed from it, the more you're in different locations trying to uh, to generate something similar to that point in time. Uh, in a lot of our careers, the more you come to realize how special it is. That uh, I don't know if that will ever be. Uh, you know that will, anything will ever happen like that again that was a special place a special time what we were able to accomplish in that 3 year period uh, i don't know if it'll ever be equal you know even as as great as some of the teams are with Peyton Manning and, and the crew uh you know they still haven't got close to what we accomplished for 3 years in no, a row and no uh, way no way uh, you know as you try to uh, to emulate that in different places you come to understand how hard it is and and how important it is to have those special individuals not just special with talent, but special with the dedication and commitment uh to their craft, to want to be great and, and I was surrounded with a bunch of guys like that and uh you know I'll never forget that period of time and, and you know I'm just hoping before my career's over that I can just get something that's uh you know resembles that to at least a little bit.
1: Yeah, you know he's right. There were no losers on that team. They were all professional dudes. Corey, Marshall. How many Isaac. Hall of Famers were yeah. on that team. Him,
0: yeah. Marshall Falk
1: Isaac Bruce, yeah. Tory Holtz is probably he's close. So he Hopefully there. he'll get on that. He
0: should be there. Yeah. So
1: there's three for sure. Yeah. And uh, from the defense, I don't think the oh well, well uh, the defense. I'm, I'm yes, sure. yes. What's the name? The big gigantic guy. Uh, oh my God. Orlando Pace. Yes, Orlando.
0: He's Pace. He's offensive lineman, so he yeah, was offense lineman. too. Yes. Yeah. So he, well, he made was offensive it. Offensive too. Yeah. So there's four right yeah. there that we can name off. Yeah. If if I had to ask you, is there a? And I'm going to be real specific here. Is there a certain play? That stands out in your mind from those three years, one single play that you could put your finger on. Is there one?
1: Before he answers, for me, mm-hmm. it was the is the touchdown pass to Isaac Bruce in the Super Bowl. I was at that game. Oh, in the at the Super Bowl. Yes, at the Super Bowl in uh, Atlanta, and I was sitting across the field, up high, mm-hmm. and I just had this great bird's eye view of the whole thing when he when he caught the ball and then he cut to the uh, inside because mm-hmm. he caught the ball along the foul or the out of bounds line. And made that move, and I knew he was gone at that point because I could see awesome. the whole field There was nothing there to stop him. Was
0: just, you know, you know, for me, it was the first play of the game in the playoffs in the two thousand. I mean, the year that we won the Super Bowl when they, we were playing Minnesota, and he threw that ball in the middle, It was oh. Isaac Bruce or Tory Holt? I can't remember yeah, who caught yeah. it. and then he scored a touchdown first yeah, was, play of the game.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was big. That was big too. Um, yeah, and then the, of course the final play of the of the Super Bowl. Mike Jones. Mike Jones makes that tackle, keeps uh, Dyson. What was his first name? Kevin Dyson, maybe? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, from, from getting that touchdown and tying the game. Yeah, it was huge.
2: Yeah. Uh, probably the one that stands out more than anything, you know, amazingly enough. Uh, you know, everybody remembers the Super Bowl and all of those things. And I'll never forget any of those plays in the, in the past to win the Super Bowl. But probably the one play that stands out to me more than anything was in the championship game before that, uh, a play where uh, threw a touchdown pass to Ricky Pro, right. uh, his first oh. one of the year, the one yeah. that really put us over the top and put us into the Super Bowl. Is that was
1: against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, yeah. yeah the catch, yeah.
2: Uh, you know, was just sorry. one of those plays that you, you don't really draw up, and it was just kind of something that happened through the course of the game, an adjustment that we made based on what Tampa was doing, and uh, you know, and it was the play that. Put us into the Super Bowl in our first Super Bowl, and you know it was a special play, uh, some special people involved, and it was uh, you know one that I will never forget.
0: What what went wrong in the Super Bowl in I guess two thousand two? What what was I mean? You know, I know you played a good team in New England, but I mean, what what do you think was the big thing that went wrong?
2: They cheated. <laughs> Say it, Kurt. Tom Say it.
0: Brady's first Super Bowl win. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah at Super Bowl. You know, I really think that. Um, Referees
1: wouldn't, weren't call holding on our receivers. Hmm. Couldn't get, oh. couldn't get the, the best receivers in the game open. Hmm. What, what? All right, of a sudden right, they right. can't all find it. Yeah, yeah.
2: You know, one of the things that, you know, was hard for us as a team was there was two weeks before that championship game and the Super Bowl, and uh, there was a lot of hype and there was a lot of people talking about how the Rams can't lose the you dynasty, know, the Rams, and they were calling yeah, it a right. di- mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. dynasty. The Rams uh, are favored by. 14, 21 point, whatever it was in the Super Bowl. And, and I think, uh, you know, really that, you know, we got caught up with that a little bit. Everywhere you turned on the uh, TV, you know, people were saying that, you know, people were talking about that. And, uh, you know, I think we started to buy into it a little bit and, and thinking that, you know, we were a little bit invincible. And, um, you know, and I think that caught up to us in the game that uh, not that, you know, we weren't totally prepared, but uh, maybe mentally. You know, we approached it a little bit differently than the first one, and uh, you know, and we weren't able to overcome some of the, the things that happened early in the game. As you saw, we came out a little bit flat. We didn't really get into a rhythm until later in the game, and um, you know, and I attributed some of it to sitting around for two weeks and hearing about how good we were. And, sure. uh You know, that's a constant battle that you have to face. You know, you, you know? look at like a team like Indianapolis this year. That's interesting,
0: 0. that's interesting that he says that you know they bought into the hype mm-hmm. as as the major problem why they didn't win that Super Bowl, yeah,
2: mm-hmm. huh. people talking about them about being undefeated and uh, you know it, it's a tough thing to keep out of your mind and not think about it, and I think uh, you know some of that played in in the Super Bowl as well.
0: Now, of course, then you went on to New York, and uh, you were uh, replaced by uh, Eli Manning. You go to Arizona; they traded or they drafted Matt Leinart. And here, these guys bring you in, Kurt, and then uh, this happens. How how much of this can you take at this point in your career? Because I, I know it's it's got to be disappointing, and you know, hell, you're a Super Bowl MVP.
2: Well, it is difficult, you know, because you come to realize that unfortunate, uh, you know, it may be fortunate sometimes that the quarterback gets. Too much credit and too much blame, and uh, you know when you get into these situations where you've got a young guy backing you up, you know the quote-unquote future of the franchise. Uh, it's so easy to look at the quarterback position and say, well, you know, if we change that, that'll make all the difference in the world. And um, you know, you usually come to realize in these situations that when you're not having success, it's not based on one guy. And uh, you know, it's unfortunate playing the position. Um, you know that that sometimes that change is made. Uh, and, you know, you get put, you know, to the bench, uh, even though there's a lot of factors going on. And, uh, you know, just like this year, you I mean, you see that first game of the year, you know, I'm voted as NFL Player of the Week. Right. And then three weeks later, I'm on the bench. And, uh, right. you know, it wasn't because I forgot to play and forgot how to play in three weeks. It's just the nature of the situation. And it's so easy to make that change when there's somebody sitting there uh, that has, you know an organization's allegiance, and the fans are excited about it. And, um, you know sometimes that pressure, you know, pushes in a little bit, and, and you think, well, we'll make this thing, and maybe the team will, you know, get excited and we'll ride a wave. But I think you find out very quickly where the problems are on a team and where, what you need to address And most times, it doesn't just fall to one guy.
0: You remember Matt Leinart? Sure. So uh, he showed them in, a, in just a few years. He went to took them to the Super Bowl. You know, again.
1: Oh yeah! Oh, well, see, I, I when I asked you it was after the. Well, this was this,
0: this was before the Arizona Super Bowl, but it was yes, after the, yeah, the, the yeah, St. Louis Yeah, yeah. I was talking so, about so, the Arizona Super Bowl because. Oh.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's that's why I was wondering because, um, yeah, that that third ter- trip to the Super Bowl was just uh, amazing. He came out of you know it was it was his rebirth. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah and he showed them. You yeah, know, he did. here here he was riding the bench just a few years earlier, and he came back and he, you yeah. know, he took him to the Super Bowl. Yeah. How's Bill Bidwell treating you? Uh,
2: you know, the Bidwell family's <laughs> been great to me. Uh, I'm enjoying my time out here. I love my teammates. Uh, you know, just disappointed like everybody else that we haven't put this thing together and uh, and it really accomplished what we thought we could accomplish this year. I think we have a much better team than, than we've put on the football field that um, – you know, we haven't executed like I think we could. And, you know, I mean, maybe we've taken a step or two back from where we were last year. And I think that's the part that's frustrating. We felt like we were really building something, you know, having guys so this interview to finally is, come to Arizona.
1: This interview was what year? 06. Okay. And, that, and he went to the Super Bowl with them in 09. So three more years mm-hmm. before, the, before he got Amazing.
2: Yeah. Arizona, guys like Edger and James, and, and those types of people. Um, and then. You know, to have what has happened this year and, and to struggle like we have has been uh, a real. I kind
1: of feel bad that I was rooting against the Cardinals to win the Super Bowl because <laughs> still had that sting, you know, that they left St. Louis. Does it? it for, did. for me, it doesn't. The yeah. Rams, absolutely. Oh, no. It's Cardinals, still-
0: nah. And I've been to Cardinals games. You know, at yeah. the Old Bush Stadium. Well, yeah, I mean, and I rooted for Jim Hart and Mel Gray and all that, but
1: but you didn't think that was uh, no. That wasn't, wow. I'm over I'm wow. over it now. Yeah, well, I'm I'm I've gotten over it too. But I'm saying at that time the Rams were still in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. We weren't worried about losing another. Oh, team. back in 9 you're talking yeah. about. Rooting? Yeah, yeah. And I think so, I, I rooted for Kurt Warner i think i did yeah i was still rooting against the oh, card yeah
0: <laughs> back then oh, yeah. yeah so i I, w-
1: I didn't want them to win the super bowl but uh i kind of feel bad now thinking back on it because yeah <laughs> you're the reason
0: they lost
1: oh, come on John. Oh, no. yeah i was putting some negative whammy <laughs> on the tv i know that disappointment for us how long are you signed for with them
2: i'm actually signed for two more years with them um you know and so we're, we're just gonna you know take it one day at a time and see how it all plays out. Uh, see uh it, you know the commitment that they've made to me and, and uh obviously my family loves it out here and wants to stay here so um i'll
0: bet yeah phoenix <laughs> yeah. i like playing golf out there that's for sure Yeah, geez. you
2: know like i guess i'm taking it one day at a time and see what god's got for me uh down the road but uh but i still feel great still feel like i can play football for a long time and uh you know, and look forward to doing that.
0: We're talking to Kurt Warner. So who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl? Or, or tell me this, who do you think will end up in the Super Bowl this year?
2: Man, uh, that's a tough one. I honestly think that uh, – I think Indianapolis will end up there. Really? You think uh, you they know, can finally break through? I think they can. You know, I think they've had a solid team. They've got uh, a mature team and a team that's, uh, you know, been you know through it a number of times that I think finally they're going to break the ice this year. I think. Who
0: was it? He was right. It was – uh indianapolis versus the chicago bears and uh, indianapolis and won 29 17. Mm-hmm.
2: they just seem to continue to be the cream of the crop um and then on the NFC side i'm not really sure <laughs> I it. you know from one week to the next uh you know teams are up and down but yeah i think right now
0: chicago um,
2: Yeah, I'm going to say Chicago. Hey, I I just think some of them. I had it too. I love Lovey Smith. Sure, I I would love to see him.
1: Yeah, Lovey Smith, former defensive coordinator for the Rams when they won the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Be rewarded with all the hard work that he's put in with the Super Bowl, and uh, you know, so I think they're probably the front runners right now. Although I think the NFC is much more wide open that anybody could beat anybody. You know, any given week, and uh, it's going to be a fun playoff because of that.
0: Well, one thing we know for sure it won't be the Rams or your friend Mike Martz in
2: Detroit. That's for sure. Well, yeah, it's not going to be probably any one of the three of us. uh, (laughs) That's for sure. So. Uh, you know, we'll have a lot of fun watching it. But, uh, you know, unfortunately, it's not going to be any
0: of us. All right. Once again, the Warner's Warm-Up Winter Coat Drive is on right now. Go to KurtWarner.org if you want to find out all the places that you can drop off these gently used coats. And Operation Food Search will distribute them to uh, homeless shelters, outreach centers, and schools throughout the area. And uh, Kurt Warner, class guy, man, thanks for uh, talking to us on KC today. And, and good luck uh, for the rest of the year and, and good luck for the rest of your career. Thank
2: you very much. Great for having me on. There
1: you go. That's it. Yeah. He's a nice guy, man. Yeah, always has been. You know, and
0: I have a problem with athletes that that claim the Christian aspect of things. You know, well oh, God did this, God did that. You know, I always for whatever reason, I always believed him when when he would mention God yeah. or whatever. I, I don't know why. Yeah, he wasn't phony.
1: There's you know, nothing there phony nothing about funny. him at all. Yeah. Never was. Yeah, and I watch him now on the NFL Network, and he's a he's a damn good analyst. He is. And, I follow uh, him on Twitter. He's he analyzes on Twitter too. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, he's he, good. He, he loves the game. Yep. Yeah. And, and he, his
0: son, who did he just uh, sign with uh, was uh, college? It was not Rutgers. Uh, I can't remember, but Cornell. Name, no. no, no Rice. I think maybe uh, I don't, I don't remember. know. But his name yeah. is uh, Elijah. Yeah. Elijah, and they said that he's a little smaller than his dad, but he's got a strong arm. Yeah,
1: and he's a quarterback. Yeah. So maybe who knows? Yeah. Maybe he'll follow in his dad's footsteps. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm John Hewlett. You can follow me on Twitter at STL Uman on Instagram. I'm Johnny the Snot Hewlett. No, I'm Johnny Hewlett. <laughs> we'll see you next week. See you, see you later. Bye. The KC Tapes with U-Man and Favaz. For more on the history of KC, go to KC95.com or the KC Mobile App.